With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, Hudson here. You are listening to the Nintendo Views Podcast. Today is December 5th, 2016, and this is episode number 130 entitled Best of 2016. So to discuss all the best games of 2016, I have Steve here with me. Hey, everyone. I'm here with my uh, mini NES. And no, I'm not going to sell it for $300 on eBay. So you can't buy it. And here we watch Steve get jumped on the live stream as people go to his house. <laughs> and push. Uh, we have uh, Greg here with us. Hey, guys. No woody comment here. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Yeah, I'm here with no NES Mini because I have the real thing. So uh, I don't feel like paying 300 bucks or waiting. Oh, I, I have that too. This, this didn't cost me 300. dollars I know. I know. I, yeah, <laughs> money, money's tight. So too many other good things coming out. So. Barry's got okay, a virtual boy though. <laughs> All right, so we are here, we are live to discuss the latest and greatest from Nintendo. So real quick, in case uh, this might be your first time or, or you're coming back after a little while, I want to remind everybody this podcast is special because it is live and interactive. We do these recordings live, so we can also read your comments uh, uh, alongside uh, the podcast. So we use TalkShoe for the audio recording, YouTube, Google Hangouts for the video stream, so on either platform, you can post your comments. We'll, we'll read them in the chat. So shout out to, to Mary Kish. Uh, looks like uh, Mike is in the chat. Jamie Jefferson, shout out to all of you. Um, and to anybody else that's in the chat, post your comments, and uh, we will uh, uh, mention you on uh, the podcast as well. So full details on how to participate are on nintendofuse.com. Just go check it out. Check out the podcast page, and you'll have all the details there. So. Today, the main focus is what we do every year, at least for the last couple of years, is we all pick our top games of the year, and we'll give our reasons and so on, and then end up picking a game of the year for Nintendo Views. But before we do that, because there's, there's you know, some interesting stuff, uh, some news out there, rumors rather, I want to briefly talk a little bit about the Nintendo Switch, because I know that's on a lot of people's minds. So um, what I want to do quickly is recap some of the rumors, and then we'll just discuss it and just give our thoughts on some of that. Uh, so real quick, and, and all these rumors come from letsplayvideogames.com. Uh, so Laura uh, from Let's Play Video Games is, has been the source of a lot of these Nintendo Switch rumors, uh, many of which came true from the unveiling of the Switch, and, and going forward it seems she's, she's been pretty reliable. So um, on the price, she claims that the UK gaming chain game uh, is going to be selling the basic, uh, uh, basically the, the system is supposedly coming in two different SKUs. So one being the basic model for um, uh, 200 and then the, um, like a, a separate SKU with more internal storage and a packed in game 
at 250. Now these are European prices. So in the U.S., this would be approximately probably 250 and 300, roughly. This is just a guess, um, but that's kind of pricing there. In terms of what games are coming, uh, so there's supposed to be a port of Super Smash Brothers uh, for Wii U and 3DS, basically a port of that for the Switch uh, that will release in the first six months of the Switch being released. It will contain all the DLC from the Wii U version of the game, and that is uh, alongside the release of that game is when the Bayonetta and Cloud Amiibo will supposedly be released. Uh, also, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild supposedly will not be a launch title, but will come later on in 2017. Uh, instead, there'll be a new 3D Mario game that will be a launch title, uh, and it features a 3D open world hub similar to Mario 64 or Mario Galaxy. Uh, there's a co-op kind of multiplayer uh, functionality um, and so on. And then uh, there's also going to be a port of Splatoon, which supposedly is the pack-in game that comes with the uh, bigger bundle version, I guess, of the Switch. Uh, and there'll be a one-versus-one mode where two players on separate Switches can fight over a map, switching the weapon of choice at will mid-game. Um, so there's a couple different things there. And then, last but not least, supposedly Ubisoft and Nintendo are uh, collaborating on a title, which is a crossover of Super Mario series and the Raving Rabbids series. Um, so the working title is Mario RPG Invasion of the Rabbids. It'll focus on Mario's universe being invaded by the Rabbids characters um, and so on. So just a couple little tidbits as far as, you know, what we might be able to expect with the Switch. Um, what are your thoughts on some of these, these pieces of software, the price, any of that information? Um... I think these are all incredibly safe rumors. Uh, honestly, the only thing that stands out to me that I wouldn't have just guessed off the top of my head um, is probably the the Raven Rabbits thing. That's kind of almost out of, out of left field. Like, whoa, that's kind of unexpected. Um, but the price, uh, what games are coming, what games are not coming, um, you know, that they would have two different versions, um, all those things kind of make sense. I mean, it's all based on what Nintendo has done in the past, uh, what price points they've been shooting for for the last many, many years, um, the type of games they usually pack in, the type of games they usually try to make available, what has worked, what hasn't worked. Um, all that stuff really makes a whole lot of sense, what we've seen already. Um, so, in my, yeah, my, my just, my, you know, off the bat uh, opinion of dollar that is uh, okay. Um, no big surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, I would have to kind of, I would have to pretty much agree with that, Tom. I would kind of just, I mean, I guess I've seen like the rumors and it kind of like makes sense, but I don't know if I would really want to buy like Platoon again or Mario Kart 8. They would really have to see about offering something like more unique where I wasn't like buying another $60 version of the same game. So I'll be a little bit more skeptical and I might not get as many launch titles if a number of them are going to be ports of previous games. But overall thoughts, it seems like everything fits right. I just can't wait until January. Yeah, it's definitely safe. Um, that's the, the easy word for it. Uh, it's not bad safe, though. Uh, it's smart safe. And I do not think... I could be wrong, but I do not think Mario Kart 8, uh, Splatoon, Smash, I do not think they will be $60 games. I think, if anything, they will be $39.99 or even $29.99 games. 
uh, even with the new content, because they do not want to alienate those that have already purchased the game. They want you to repurchase it, and you will more likely repurchase it at a discounted price. They also know that it's going to take very little effort to put them on the Switch, and therefore they can take that at a cheaper price and bring people in. Hey, you want the Switch at 250 or 300 Oh, you also want Smash Brothers? Well, that's only 30 bucks. Well, that's cool. All right, I can get that Smash. You know, it's, it's an easy add-on, and that's what they're going to do with their, their Wii U titles. I wouldn't be surprised if they did bundles, too. Like New Super Mario Brothers U and Luigi U is a bundle right now on Wii U. I could see them putting that with Mario 3D World all together in a bundle, like a Mario bundle for 30 bucks, just to just to you know bring games out throughout the year. Um, they're they're big AAA titles that a lot of people sadly haven't played because the Wii U is at what 13 million install base. Um, but like like Steve said, the Raven Rabbids thing that's out of left field. Uh, my only hope is that Rayman is included and Rayman becomes a party member. Um, because the Rabbids started with Rayman, and I think it would be cool to see Mario and Rayman together. Um, outside of that, I hope for more collaborations, but I guess January will let us know what's real and what's not. Right. Yeah, price will be interesting, because, I mean, it technically is a console first, as Nintendo's been saying, but it's also kind of a handheld, so the game pricing, are they going to, like, in general go for more console game pricing or handheld game pricing. Like that'll be kind of interesting also just in general to see how they end up pricing uh, their software. That's true. I never really thought about the pricing of like the brand new games. Um, I like what Barry's saying. I really hope that they, um, these, the, the ports and stuff are not full price. And if they're not, then I'd be more apt to actually get them, um, I think a lot more people would be more active to get them. It'd be wise of them as well, like we said, like to have, you know, you buy the console, but all of a sudden, um, because they're cheaper games, everybody's buying more games. And, you know, all of a sudden you have more um, more actual games per system. Because that's, that's one of the things. Yeah, the, the install base and, and then for the games, like that's one of the big things that um, I think not only did the Wii U not sell very much, so the install base is, was low, but also, I think I think I remember hearing that it was like the the average game amount of games per system is is very minimal. I don't I don't want to take a guess because I don't really remember what the number was, but I know it was really low. I was I was surprised how low it was. So um, that would help. But also, like yeah, brand new games. Like what is it going to be priced? Like are because people are going to think of it, you know, like the thirty the forty dollar games that you would buy for a three DS. But all of a sudden, it's going to be, you know, are, are they going to charge 60 bucks for a brand new game? Because it's supposed to be the equivalent of, like, a Wii U game or, you know, an Xbox game, PS4 game. Um, so if that's the case, then they're probably going to be charging, you know, 60 bucks for a little cartridge. And that could kind of mess people up because they're thinking a different thing. It's, gonna, it's just going to be a, a, a mind, you know, a mindset change for a lot of people because they're going to expect nope. to pay less, I think, for brand new games. Steve, you just brought uh, you know brought something up that I didn't actually think about. Um, that would be a really smart move by Nintendo. What if what if even to their third parties say, hey, look, the new new Call of Duty is coming out just for simplicity, and you want it on Xbox, you know, one, it's going to be sixty dollars. You want it on PS4, sixty dollars, but you want it on the Switch. Now it's only forty dollars. Same game, all the same features, twenty dollars less. That is very appealing. Then they can take these ports of Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, lower them to 19.99, half price, that would be flying off the shelves. 
if you can get Smash Wii U for, for 20 bucks brand new with all the DLC. All the DLC was more than that. So like, that would be a no-brainer. Plus, with new characters, like, if they play it right and they play it to the handheld pricing scheme, which is something I did not think about, they could crush the competition in terms of pricing. As long as the games are there, I think they will fly off the shelf at those prices. I thought I did hear a rumor that they had, like, a trade-up rumor. Like, if you, like, traded in, like, your Mario Kart 8 for Wii U, then you get, like, a discount on, like, the Mario Kart 8 2.5 or, or 0.5 or whatever. But I don't know. I think that'd be they have all those issues, too. I hope uh, they have all those uh, for the digital copies. Um, but I don't know. They're going to have to unify that whole system thing, and that's the pain in the butt right now. So. <laughs> well, they do have the Nintendo account that's linked to the Nintendo ID, so I think they would be able to know what virtual titles, virtual titles you have, and also you know, like your play history to see if you have played like the console version of the other, like the disc version. One would think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the holiday year or whatever going around, <laughs> but uh, I think everybody's being a little too optimistic about what Nintendo will do. I'm pretty sure they're going to be a sixty dollar <laughs> game, full price, and you're gonna pay it like if you want if you want the whole thing again, even if it's like one new character in Smash Brothers. Nope, sixty bucks. That's Nintendo. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Unfortunately, I think the, the lower pricing would be great, but. I'll pay their $2 upgrade fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Are you guys, ex- I mean, I've not played the Mario RPG games, and I know a lot of people are really big fans of them. I know they've kind of went back and forth, the opinions of them over the years and everything, with Paper Mario and Mario RPG and, and everything. Um, people still saying, like, the original ones are the best ones. Um, does a Mario RPG with the Raven Rabbids even sound like something that people would like? Like, would you guys like that? I would think I need to know more information on it. I've never really played much of the Rabbit series. I did have like the um what Raving Rabbits for Wii U, but I was didn't really get into it very much, so I'll have to see how they really do an RPG version of that, I guess. Yeah, I I like the Rabbids because they kinda remind me of the minions and I like those. Um, but the uh I think it could work because the the Mario RPG series has always been a comedic series. They never take themselves seriously, especially the Mario and Luigi, you know, part of the RPG series. Uh, it's, all, it's all, like, tongue-in-cheek humor. So I can see them running amok and just having, like, you know, creating hell and earth on the Mushroom Kingdom. And instead of, like, you know, burning buildings to the ground, it's stupid stuff. Like, oh, you know, I want to go take my morning paper and they stole it and now it's up in the tree and I need you to go you know, get it for me, and and stupid things like that, but I can see it working, provided that they do it right, and it's not like a stupid fetch quest, um, but yeah, I'm going to be excited about it, I'll be more excited if like Rayman and the rest of the crew came in over too, and, and it was a real crossover, but lately the Rabbids have kind of become their own franchise, they have their own Nickelodeon show, uh, the later Rabbids games are all just Rabbids, there's no Rayman uh, in any of them, so uh, I guess we'll have to see. Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest factors. I think, you know, the Mario RPG games are, are interesting. The Rabbit stuff could potentially be interesting. It's just how are they going to put it all together and and see how, how it goes. Uh, I want to check over in the uh, in the chat room. So uh, Mike also says the account system is, is confusing as hell. He says, 60 bucks, all DLC, I'll be happy. Uh, and he is also crying that he is not married. I'm sorry, Mike. 
<laughs> this chat room is very interesting. You guys are you guys are missing out. Like you never know what's going to happen in this chat room. So if you guys don't listen to the podcast live, like you have to you have to just join us. Like stuff happens. <laughs> um, and I'm not ignoring you, Mary. <laughs> we all we all have new names too. I've I've been dubbed the Hat Guy by Mary, and we all we all have different names. So uh, you know. Oh, are uh, those those different from last time? Or are they the same <laughs> yeah, names? You you you're still you're still beard guy, but you have a hat, so you're confused there. Greg is new guy because he was here last time, and I went from white shirt to hawk man because I'm not wearing a white shirt. <laughs> uh, so you never know what's gonna happen. This this podcast, you guys make it fun uh, when we do this live. So, um, all right, uh, and I apologize in advance for any sniffles because I am uh, fighting a little bit of a cold and stuff too. But uh, anyways. So that you is not for forgiving. the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I, I am not uh, not worthy of uh, doing this podcast. I'll just, I'll just leave. <laughs> um, well, now that he's gone. <laughs> now you guys can just say whatever you wanted to say about me all this time. The secrets come out. <laughs> what you do when I'm not paying attention. <laughs> um, so that is it for the Nintendo Switch. So now, the main event. The best of 2016. Um, so Can't wait to go back kinda... to the Nintendo Switch. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think that's probably going to be a better discussion than some of some of uh, some of the stuff here. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think this is going to be our most diverse year yet, to be honest with you, because like two years ago, like everyone had Mario 3D World, everyone had a Link Between Worlds, like like you knew it. they were going to be there. I think this year we didn't get those big, big titles for the most part. So I, I'm really excited to see where people went because we had to find alternative to entertain ourselves uh, on Nintendo systems. I, I might learn of new games tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or, or eight. <laughs> or eight. Like, we had to come up with the top three. I'm like, were there any three games, actually? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh going to be interesting so uh just to kind of put it in perspective so last year the top three games uh so third place when we tallied up all the votes was xenoblade chronicles x number two was splatoon mm-hmm. and then the game of the year was super mario maker so all were wii u games that was a uh, good year so it was a good year uh this year is a very interesting year uh so <laughs> i am the only one that knows the results uh, because basically, just to kind of clarify, everybody uh, submitted all their um, their choices. I tallied it all up together, uh, and we have our winners. So what we're going to do is we have different categories. So first, we all gave our picks for the 3DS eShop, our top games for 3DS eShop. Uh, then we'll talk about the Wii U eShop games. So we're just going to focus on your digital-only titles. Then we're going to do your 3DS games, your full retail titles, your Wii U games. And we all picked our top three overall, which I then used to kind of tally up votes and pick our game of the year. Um, so that's kind of the format that we're going to go with. Uh, we we neglected mobile because there wasn't three like mobile titles at the time. There's Me Tomo, and then uh, Pokemon Go. So you know, Super Mario Run's coming out soon, but like there just wasn't much there. So those there's, are the two there's games. There's top three right there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no, you, you, I think, did Shuffle come out this year on mobile, or was it last year, Pokemon Shuffle? Because that might have come out early, early this year on 
on mobile. I feel like which it was last year, but I don't actually know. That would be your top three because that's all there well, is. Well, even so. if not, we'll count it. So there you go. Top three mobile games. <laughs> it works. Pokemon Shuffle. Game of the year mobile. <laughs> I'm going to pick Pokemon Shuffle again for a 3DS eShop game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to go um, and we're going to start with the 3DS eShop. And we're going to give our top three picks. So I'm going to start with Steve, and Steve's going to give all three of his top picks for 3DS eShop. Then we'll move to Greg, to Barry, and then myself. So we'll start with oh, Steve yeah, with that, his top that three. That way this year. We're changing things up this year, huh? <laughs> oh, man. I think last year right. we did the same because then it was, like, so much back and forth, and not all of us had three picks, which is kind of the same this time. Oh. So I figured we'll just kind of condense it that way. All right. Wow. Uh, okay. So... Sorry, I'm, I'm almost prepared to talk about everything. Not that I really have much to talk about, uh, honestly. Like, even the games I picked, I mean, like, eh. eh. Um, I just fill in spots, really. So, uh, here, like, even my my, <laughs> my honorable mention, I, I thought it looked like a cool game, but I didn't actually play it. But um, Azure Striker Gunball 2, I was like, eh, it's an honorable mention. I, it looks cool. Um, but, okay. So this is ridiculous. Um, third place, I have uh, Box Box Boy, um, which uh, is, is a fantastic, uh, challenging little puzzle game, um, kind of platformer puzzle game. Uh, in fact, the like successor, the next sequel, I guess, Goodbye Box Boy or something like that, just uh, got announced and, and was shown off and everything. So um, little news piece. So go check that out. Um, not now. Like, wait till after the podcast is over and then, you know, go check that out. Uh, so, yeah, Box Box Boy, pretty cool game. It's, like, really cheap. So, um, however, my top one and two are even cheaper uh, because they're free. Uh, so <laughs> I went with the free route because that's pretty much all I played on eShop this year. Um, number two is, I guess, technically a demo, but I liked it. So uh, Metroid Prime Blast Ball was my number two. Um, it, technically, it's a demo, I guess, of Metroid, uh, the Metroid Prime game that uh, came out on 3DS. But really, all I was excited about was Blast Ball. Um, I, I played it a few times because I like Rocket League better. But if Rocket League didn't exist, I'd be playing Blast Ball all the time. Uh, so that was cool. And then uh, my number one was Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. Um, because I like those kind of games. Uh, I played a lot of the Mario versus Donkey Kong games um, through the years, and hey, it's a free one, and you can use your amiibo to unlock more character or more uh, uh, puzzles and stuff. So, and it's free, so that was cool. And it's on 3DS, and I played it a lot more on 3DS than Wii because it was on the go. So, yeah, there's my top three. <laughs> Hey, it's a lot of games that people can try out right away because they're free. You don't even need to save up any money. You know, it's good good holiday budgeting. I mean, that's right. That's that's really what uh, determined my my list this year. Uh, it's been very minimal money, and use the system you already got. So there you go. All right. Uh, so next, uh, let's go to Greg for your top three 3DS eShop titles. All right. I didn't even really consider any honorable mentions because I didn't really have whole lot to play but all three of these i did play so without further ado um I, number three i put a game called uh, puzzle labyrinth it's 
quick little puzzle game where it's kind of like a dungeon crawler and you just have to figure out how to open the door very well pretty simple and was pretty fun i had a lot of fun with that one um number two i did take steve's route and use the mini mario and friends amiibo challenge i played that a little bit and um it, like steve i do like that series a lot as well so um i did have a lot of fun playing that game completely for free with my massive collection of amiibos but number one, I also put is Box Box Boy. I really love the first one. I even went back and finished the first one so I have the last couple costumes to use in a new one. So then when I got the new one, I had every all the costumes and 100% of that one. It was a lot of fun. Cool. I'm also excited for the upcoming one, too. <laughs> yeah, there's an Amiibo that they announced uh, with it, too, so you guys should definitely go... Uh... So check that out if you haven't seen the, the news. All right. So, Barry, uh, let's talk about your your top 3DSD shout title. Well, <clears throat> everyone knows I don't really get digital games. So my 3DS eShop list is very, very barren. Although I did actually think of one more game to add to it that I did play. Um, and I do want to do the honorable mention of Box Box Boy. I didn't play it. It looks great. I'm hoping this new Goodbye Box Boy has all three together so I can play it. And uh, I didn't get a chance to play Azure Gunvolt, uh, Striker Gunvolt 2. Uh, the first one was great, but I did get the physical copy of that. So even if I did play it, that would go to the physical side. Um, my number three is non-existent. It doesn't exist. Uh, I don't have a number three. Uh, uh, <laughs> I totally thought you meant it was like uh, it was a game that never came out, but I thought it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. Um, I did play a lot of Pokemon Shuffle uh, instead. And so my number two game uh, was The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Cross, which is a Club Nintendo uh, thing. I like Cross. I fell in love with Pokemon Cross last year. Uh, I finally have finished Pokemon Cross as well without spending a single dime, uh, which takes, by the way, pretty much an entire year of doing your daily challenge to get enough coins and do, do the achievements to, to get everything for free. Uh, so it is an investment, even if it, the daily challenge takes a whopping two minutes or less. Um, but uh, if you never did put cross, it's a puzzle game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's almost like Minecraft, not Minecraft, uh, Minesweeper, uh, if you remember that from back in the day on, on Windows. Uh, but yeah, it's free or a thousand points, which everyone had a bunch of thanks to Mitomo. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was worth the time to do. And my number one, which is the only one Hassan knows, which is kind of cheating because it's really five games, and it's the five games that they added to the Mii Plaza on the 3DS, which a lot of people forgot they even did. Um, but thanks nope. to your comic. I, I remembered. Didn't, <laughs> didn't like them. Didn't buy them. <laughs> I, the the car one, I'm not really a fan of, but I was surprised. Like, the Mii track is actually really fun, and the stock market one is actually really fun. Um I had to do the cooking, even the cooking one, I had a lot of fun with. So I didn't have anything else, and I'm not playing it like on a daily basis, but like for New York Comic Con or for, uh, you know, other big events like that, I certainly thanks to the uh, the ability to now stack up to 100 people. You don't have to sit there and try to play during panels. You could just stack 100 people. I come home, and then I can, you know, just sit and play the games. So they're fun. I enjoyed them. It was worth the, the whatever it was to upgrade, but that was it. That's my top three, two for eShop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So I'm kind of in a similar boat to, to Barry in that I don't have too much. Uh, if you guys remember the last year, the 2015 podcast, uh, there were some categories that just didn't have much that I played in. And uh, somehow 2016 was even worse. Like I just didn't play even, like I, just, I just got even busier. Um, and I also started playing more PS4. Sorry, Nintendo. Um, so for me, for 3DS eShop, my third place title was actually uh, uh, the Street Pass Me Plaza game. Um, because also, I didn't have much, and that's something that I that I purchased. And uh, I did like, you know, Market Crashers, some of them. They're, they're fun. I didn't play them much, but um, from what I did, you know, it was, it was a nice little addition, I guess, to the Street Pass Me Plaza. Uh, my number two game is the My Nintendo Picross, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. Uh, because, again, didn't have much else, but I got it, and it's Picross, it's fun, it's Zelda, so uh, pretty cool. My number one title for 3DS eShop um, is one that I actually was looking forward to, and it took a while for them to release it in the U.S., uh, but it was Picross uh, 3D Round 2. Uh, I liked Picross 3D, um, and the second one they uh, took a while to release, but it's fun to kind of just boot it up, do a couple little puzzles, and then, you know, come back to it later. It's just it's a, it's a neat little... Uh, 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 thing that you can just kind of pick up and play, um, and uh, pretty fun. So, lots of Picross for my my 3DS eShop uh, games there, but uh, that's what I have. Picross rules. All right. So, um, let us know also in the chat room if you guys have any specific picks for the 3DS eShop and all for these other categories as we continue uh, throughout this as well. Uh, but the moral of the story is. Get your free game and get your pick cross. <laughs> <laughs> Those are basically uh, and, some and box box boy. Yeah, and okay, there we go, box box boy, and get ready for the uh, the new one coming with the amiibo because we all love amiibo. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so on to the next category, which is Wii U eShop. So let's start off with Steve. All right, um, so this was, man, um, not exactly any easier, uh, but th- three quality games. They're not all free, so th- these are going to cost you some money. Um, my number three was Shantae uh, Risky's Revenge Director's Cut. Um, Risky's Revenge was, was great, and Director's Cut looks uh, fantastic, and it's just a quality, uh, quality um, game, so... Um, that was my number three. Uh, my number two, um, I guess, I don't know if it actually costs money or what. But I don't know if it's like DLC that you pay for or anything, but uh, Pinball Arcade. Um, it took a long time for them to release Pinball Arcade on uh, the Wii U eShop because um, they get other systems have had it for a long time. Um, but I'm a huge pinball fan. So anytime there's going to be a pinball game uh, released on a system, I'm probably going to download it and I'm going to play it quite a bit. So uh, Pinball Arcade is fun. And uh, number one was actually, I think it actually came out early, but it took a while to come to the eShop. I think this is the HD version of uh, SteamWorld Heist. Um, I am not a big fan, uh, usually, of games like that. But after I played this, I was was actually um, kind of became a fan of at least how they did um, their turn-based games and stuff. So... Um, Steamer Heist is is awesome, and it looks fantastic on the Wii U. Cool. All right, let's go to Greg for your Wii U eShop picks. 
right. Spoiler alert. These are three completely different titles than what Steve picked. <laughs> all right. Um, had all three of these games I did get review copies of, and all three of them I did have a pretty fun time playing each of them. Um, number three, I put as Soul Axiom, who is kind of a game where you have use your hands. They have like different powers or some have like magnets and other sorts of disappearing and magic tricks you can do with them. Pretty cool puzzler. Number two was 6180 The Moon. Felt that one was a very unique implementation of using the two screens because you actually have to have them both on at the same time. So it was pretty neat to have the your ball travel between both of the screens and having to look up and look down just all throughout each level. Um, and then number one was my absolute favorite game, Axiom Verge. It's a very awesome Metrovania type of game, and I had tons of fun playing that one. I need to go back and probably beat it, but I did get pretty close. It was just a whole lot of fun exploring around, and it played just kind of like Super Metroid, but kind of a little bit more on steroids with new, new powers and abilities. So a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. You know, I was I, I, I guessed that your number one was probably going to be that. So. Yeah. I'm glad I was right. <laughs> <laughs> you win a cookie. Yes. All right, so we got now three distinct games from Steve, three distinct games from Greg. Barry, what can you bring to the table for Wii U eShop? Which one of us wins? Uh, I'm going to use this period here, this little segment, to say that 2016, I played the least games out of any year of my life. Uh, and due to that, and due to my... Due to that, Barry's going to have a song and dance time. Yes, <laughs> that combined with my despise of, of digital-only titles, my top three do not exist because the entire 2016, I did not play a single digital-only game on the Wii U for the entire year, not even for a minute of gameplay. So I can't have a top three. I have no top three. I didn't play not anything. Even, not even the mini Mario Amiibo challenge? No, honestly, I have like eight-foot <laughs> target, and I never even put in the codes for either system. <laughs> so I don't, didn't even do that. I forgot about it. I just found it while cleaning uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, wow, I totally forgot to put these codes in. Oh, well, because <laughs> it's free. But, no, I haven't I haven't uh, even done that. So I can't even do that. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I just I haven't had the time. So my Wii U eShop is not expanded upon at all. My digital catalog is the same as last year. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> all right, well. So we got three games from Steve, though. We got three games from Greg. Uh, So Barry doesn't have anything. So for me, my top three also doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Because I also didn't play any Wii U eShop games. Um, I also, uh, yeah, I I didn't play much this year. And I just, I I played more 3DS than Wii U. And then I just didn't. I, I just didn't. I didn't even try the, the Amiibo challenge thing. I didn't. I'm sorry. I know. I'm a I, disgrace. I just didn't. I, I, I just didn't. Both <laughs> well, you guys have, like, complete Amiibo collections, and you're not even using them on the free game. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a funny thing. <laughs> right. Oh, you, man. So, yeah. We both have given you our money and gotten the entire collection, both of us, and we didn't even have the time. They give you your free game a chance. We need making a message physical. Now, if they release it physically, I might have done it. But you know, even the you got a physical digital. receipt from Target. I probably wouldn't have. 
Yeah, yeah, the physical no, that's, the reason, that's the reason I took those cards, is at least have a physical copy. But then I found out the code's expired, so I'm like, it's garbage anyway. It's <laughs> I think you could just go on yeah. the eShop and just download it now. Yeah, yeah, you, you can. You can. Yeah, I actually, I got it early. I, I redeemed it right away, and I played it like a week after it came out for everybody else. So. Nice. Yeah. So, so basically, listen to Stephen Gregg for your Wii U eShop picks. <laughs> At least they had something to offer for, for this one. But uh, I just, well, well, I just know, thought of this, that, that all three of my games were old games that were just ported over or remade for the Wii U. So... I didn't well, yeah, really have any new ones either. <laughs> yeah, the Axiom Verge came. Well, that's already been on PlayStation and or Steam or something, I think. So, not even that one's unique. I mean, it really puts things into perspective with Nintendo this year, as far as their output in in games. And and I think this list, you know, even though it's a little exaggerated with like some of us, like I just haven't had time, and and you know, like you know, all have stuff that's come up, but still, like it kind of puts into perspective like what the releases have been. You know, um, and it's kind of been lacking a little bit as Nintendo's really been gearing up for the Switch. So, um, well, we'll see. And, We've been talking eShop. And and honestly, like, I mean, Gary or Gary, I don't know why I called you Gary. Greg. <laughs> uh, I'm like the Gary? girl in the in the chat room. I put <laughs> you together. That's what I did. I put Gary or Greg and Gary together. Anyhow, so if I need to refer to you as Collective One, I'm going to call you Gary. Uh, but but Greg and I uh, shared a lot of responsibilities uh, this year on the Nintendo Download post uh, each week. Um, Greg a whole lot more than I did because I, I had to step back a little bit this year. But I don't know if you, about you, Greg, but like every week it was like, it was, it was, it was awful actually like to go through because I remember days when I was putting that together and I was excited to get that email from Nintendo on Thursday morning and see what new games they're putting out this week. Um, sometimes we knew ahead of time, but a lot of times we didn't. They were surprises. And we'd, you know, we'd get, get excited and be like, oh, wow, it's okay. There's a couple that are like whatever, but then there's like one or two that we're really excited about. And I don't remember hardly being excited at all this year. I don't know if you were at all. But it was kind of one of those things that we were just like, eh, yeah, I guess we're going to post it into no download again. <laughs> They're kind of lackluster yet again. And sometimes they didn't even have any games for one system or the other. Yeah, I mean, the output's been pretty terrible. I mean, usually like the average was like around like eight titles between both systems. I mean, that's been kind of like an average. And like the higher mark is only like at like 14. So it's been a nice consistent range throughout the year. Um, I was really excited for Axiom Verge because really I was following that one a lot. That's why I wanted to review it. In terms of some of the other ones, it wasn't a huge deal. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't really didn't really know a whole lot about it, and I was just kind of doing research to see what sounds good and which isn't. Right. Yeah, I mean, I hope things kind of pick up with the Switch. I mean, that's kind of Nintendo's reasoning is you know they've been focused on on all that. So we'll see if it kind of ends up coming to, to fruition. Um, but, uh, you know, but now the time comes to focus on your full retail titles. Um, and I will say, looking at the 3DS uh, choices, we all have some, some good picks this time. So there, there's, you know, there's no, like, we, we all, all, we all have some picks. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, you know it's terrible when that's like the standard. We we pick something. Um, but uh, so Steve, let's start out with you. What are your top three 3DS picks? Oh man. Uh, all right. So, um, num. Oh, I do have some uh, honorable mentions. Um, two games that I will admit I have not played, but I know that other people really really enjoy them. Um, in, including Gary, uh, as a matter of fact, um, collectively, Barry and Greg uh, both enjoy both of these games. So I, because of their love for both of these games, they are on my honorable mentions list, um, even though I didn't play them, of uh, Bravely Second and Fire Emblem Fates. Um, I think uh, both of them are excellent games. They don't really suit me. Um, it's not games that I go after, but I know that other people like absolutely love these games, and they'll probably end up on their list as well, is my assumption. Um, but for me, uh, number three was Hyrule Legends. Uh, sorry, Hyrule Warriors Legends. Um, Hyrule Warriors was an awesome game, and uh, the fact that you can take it on the go is just really cool. Um, it doesn't look as cool as the the Wii U version, but it's it's pretty awesome that you can take that entire game and they added some to it. So that was that was really cool. I, I enjoy Hyrule Warriors quite a bit. Um, number two is uh, Monster Hunter Generation. Um, I think they added some really cool stuff to Monster Hunter this time. Um, I like the ability to jump. Um, I think that's like <laughs> not that big of a deal, but it's really handy. Um, and the different uh, classes and all that sort of thing. Um, I think that they did a really cool job with uh, taking Monster Hunter to the next level, and uh, it's pretty awesome. But my number one uh, is Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, specifically, I got Pokemon Moon. I played it quite a bit. Uh, I wish I had more time to play it more um, because I think they, really, they did a really good job with Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, this is one of the first times that I have got a main series uh, game, meaning that it wasn't like the last time I bought a a <laughs> a um, like main game from Pokemon was Pokemon Blue. Like all I've done, I've got I got Soul Silver and I got um, uh, uh, I can't remember the other ones I've gotten, but I've always gotten the remakes since then. Um, this is the first time I've actually went after um, the main, you know, the main game. And uh, I think they did a really good job with it. I like the the fact that it's um, the new graphical style and 3D worlds. And I think it's the characters are fun. I think the, the Pokemon themselves are fun. And um, there's obviously some things that I wish they would have done differently uh, in the game. But overall, I am very, very pleased with, with Pokemon Sun and Moon. Cool. All right, Greg, uh, you're up. Your top three picks for 3DS. Yeah, I'm going to switch roles. I'm going to say all of Steve's top three picks are my honorable mentions. I didn't play any of three of those, but I know there's a lot of fans for those games. <laughs> so he also kind of indicated a few of the ones that I was leaning towards. So um, my number three was came out at the very beginning of the year. I was really excited. Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. It was a nice little merge of the Paper Mario series and the Mario and Luigi series. I thought it was executed very well, had tons of fun, and I really wanted to finish the game after I finished my number two game. And that game is the Bravely Second End Layer. This one was pretty hard to place with my number one. I like both games a whole lot. And I'm still not through Bravely Second right now because I was busy with my number one game for over half of the year. 
and that is Fire Emblem Fates. I did get all three versions. My preference would be Revelations out of the three of them. I thought it had the best and strongest story, but I did play through all three of them with very minimal losses on like the normal mode. Not quite ready to make the switch to hard mode, but I did have a lot of fun playing all three of those from like February all the way through like August. So a lot of fun games there. Cool. All right, Barry, your top three for 3DS. Well, good news is I actually have games. Uh, and I actually have a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, not, some of these honorable mentions are ones I just either didn't get a chance to play or I haven't had enough time to sink into them to dethrone the top three, which I played extensively. Uh, uh, some of them Super Mario Maker 3DS. Uh, I haven't messed around with the, you know, the make a level yet, but the Nintendo-made levels have been a lot of fun. And the way they do the challenges, the, like uh, each of the levels has two challenges. Uh, and some of them are ridiculously hard. Um, but it's like not hard like, oh, it's impossible. It's the like nail grinding, like, oh, I got to try one more time. Just, I, next time I'll get it. Uh, so I was actually pleasantly surprised with that. A uh, couple others, uh, Dragon Quest Seven, a game I've been looking forward to so much. I just haven't had the time. Uh, it's been too busy to sink into, but I will get to it. Hyrule Warrior Legends, the same thing. I, I played the hell out of the, uh, the Wii version. Uh, now, some surprising ones, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. I have not had the time to sink into it yet. It just came out, but I had to put it there. And Fire Emblem Fates, another one that did not make my top three. Uh, so I figured that would surprise Steve. Oh, uh, I am surprised. <laughs> yeah, my, my 3DS top is actually quite different, uh, which, which I'm happy about. Uh, a couple other just quick mentions. Uh, Mario Party Star Rush, I did enjoy. Uh, Sega, uh, Sega 3D Classic Collections, uh, which actually was really cool to see some of these Genesis games in 3D. And my number three spot was actually, it was two different ones. I had a really tough time deciding. In fact, I actually wanted messaging Hassan uh, and say, no, switch my number three. Uh, it was actually Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. I did play through that completely at the beginning of the year. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun, like Greg. But it just just edged into number four for the year for me. Uh, taking number three for me would be Kirby Planet Robobot, which I actually forgot that it came out this year. But I love the Kirby games. I've always loved them. Uh, this one, no exception. The the power-ups with the robot suit was just was a lot of fun. There's a ton of things to collect in each level. And I love platformers. I love collecting things. So, yeah, it worked. It was just a fun, fun Kirby game. If you haven't played it yet, play that uh, for sure. My number two, which I'm sad sad to say is going to be probably on none of your lists. Well, it's definitely not on, on Greg or, or uh, Steve, but I don't think it's on Hassan's either. <laughs> and seeing him shake his head, it's not. And that's a shame. That's a crying shame because everyone should go out there. Uh, it is the third game in the Zero Escape series, uh, Zero Time Dilemma. Uh, if you haven't played the Zero Escape series, they are actually re-releasing the first two games for the PS4 and the Vita. <laughs> but you can play it all in your 3DS. Uh, the first one was 999 on the original DS. Virtue's Last Reward came out for the 3DS. And now Zero Time Dilemma. They are graphic novel, uh, visual novels, <clears throat> in the sense that it's almost like Saw meets Back to the Future, almost. It deals with, with a little bit of horror, but with time travel and with alternate dimensions and puzzle solving. And it's just a lot of fun. And... While I do think Zero Time Dilemma is the worst of the three, personally, some people like it the best, 
Uh, it was my number two game of the year. I couldn't wait for that game to come out, uh, especially after finishing the, the second one. So if you haven't played that series, I recommend it. Um, you can get them all really cheap. But my number cool. one, I didn't even I didn't even realize that that was the uh, in that that series that totally yeah. caught me off guard. So you enlightened me. Yeah, nine 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 virtual last reward and zero time dilemma. They they go in order, uh, and they are great. They're definitely definitely worth worth checking out. But yeah, my First number one. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, another homework. First homework. <laughs> I'm done giving homework assignments. I don't have time to, to even give homework assignments, let alone and do it. But uh, yeah, my number one should be no surprise: Bravely Second and Lair. Uh, absolutely love the first one. It was my, I think it was my game of the year when it came out, or it was my runner-up. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, I think what they did with Bravely Second was a lot of uh, uh, great things. Especially, I don't know where you are, Greg. I can't believe you haven't finished. Uh, but in the first game, they did something that was really, really cool. Uh, it kind of made you second-guess the entire game. I know some people don't like the end where it, like, made you repeat over and over again for a few times. But it it did it differently. And this one does something to that extent so much better. It's so good. I can't spoil it, although I want to. But if you like RPGs, if you like the old-school swear, just play it. Just go out now. That is your homework assignment. Play it. I'm at the Grand Ship and about to go after the Skyhold is where I'm at right now. All right, you're close to the end, but you're not to the to the like the the spoilery part. Like you know how the first the first game has a hidden message on the opening title screen when you get to a certain point. There's a hidden message. I don't want to say what yeah. that is. Yeah. Spoiler. The second game has that too, and when you get to that point, it's where it all comes full circle. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that is for the 3DS. So for me, for my top three picks for the 3DS, uh, I do have three picks, uh, just barely. Um, my third pick, there by default, I barely played the game, but uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force, I have it. So, and I played it for a little bit, so I guess it counts. Um, <laughs> I have it. You're just like torturing yourself, don't you? Poor Metroid. <laughs> it's just. Uh, that series, Metroid Prime was so great, and then just I just I just couldn't. I mean, I barely did play it, so I do need to give it more of a chance. But still, like I'm just not excited about it. Like it's just I I don't even know why to be honest. Like I got it because I wanted to try it, and then I didn't, and I don't even know. Um, oh, actually, I think it was around the time that I ended up getting the new 3DS XL because the circle pad on my other one, like or the uh, the little the nub thing, whatever, wasn't working properly, so I got another one. So, anyway, so something like that. So, uh, I'll have to go back and play that some more. Um, but my second pick was Hyrule Warriors Legends, which I did play. Um, I played on uh, Wii U as well, and I enjoyed it, but on the, uh, the 3DS, it was cool um, playing it on the go. Um, and uh, it's definitely a, a pretty fun game, so I do enjoy that. And then my top pick for the 3DS, uh, going to go with what Steve had as well, which is Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, I got Pokemon Sun, and I am loving it. Um, I've I've always gotten the Pokemon games, um, all the mainline games, uh, every time they've released them. Um, although my interest in the series kind of like went down a little bit 
Um, but with Sun and Moon, I feel like they really brought it back because what I was looking for is I wanted something more fresh, and they tried to change it up with no gyms and stuff. So you have these trials, which are somewhat similar, but it just feels more fresh. The, the 3D graphics, the, the, the lack of HMs and having to create HM slaves and, and the teacher Pokemon specific, you know, moves and everything like that whole thing is now fixed. So, so many of these little improvements that, that really helped out. So my top 3DS pick, um, the Pokemon Sun and Moon. And even though it's, it came out recently, it's probably my most played new 3DS game this year. I have to say the older game. It's not so hard. I always come back to new stuff. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon is, is what I got to go with. Yeah, I need to pick up that. I was going to get one of them, but I've just been too tied down with Brave for a second. Right. All right. So now we are into Wii U. And this may be the last time we do a Wii U category because when the Switch comes out, there may be a handful of Wii U games, but there may not be enough to really do a top list, that sort of thing. So this is it. This is the Wii U's, you know, possible final, you know, big release, maybe. You know, we may, we have a couple other games coming. But. I think now I'm going to predict the future. Next year, game of the year for Wii U is going to be Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you took your right out of my way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> And the number one game for Wii U, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no number two, no number three. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> number two is the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no, no, no. One is well, there's only one game for the Wii U. If you do Breath of the Wild, maybe. maybe oh, I see. I would say for Wii U. Right. Those are the top three. The only three. <laughs> I was going to say it's probably going to be the game wild, of the year the in wild. general, probably across Switch or whatever, like everything, probably. But we'll see. We shall see. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get to Wii U. Steve, what are your top three Wii U games? All right. Uh, so, with an honorable mention of Pokemon Tournament, um, I think it's a cool idea. Um, and I, I, I think they could have expanded it on it a little more and had more characters and all that sort of thing. But I think it's, it's pretty cool. So, um, honorable mention didn't make it into the top three. Uh, but my, my third place game is I'm sensing, I didn't realize this, but now I'm looking at back at this list. Um, I'm sensing a pattern of a lot of my games that are remakes or H HD remakes or like ports. Um, and that is the case for a number three Wii U game, uh, which is the legend of Zelda twilight princess HD. Um, it, it was a fantastic game to start with and it looks really cool. Um, on the Wii U, and I think they did a really good job uh, porting it over in HD, and um, I, I do think it's kind of cool with the uh, the Amiibo functionality to use the the Wolf Link and how it's going to you know interact with um, Breath of the Wild. I think that's that was a cool uh, extra thing as well. So um, yeah, my number three, uh, number two should have been my number one if they would have done better on the controls, and that is Star Fox Zero. Um, Star Fox, it was settled. It was right in there. It was going to be my number one game because I love Star Fox so much. But it was not the best controls. And I really wish I, I could say differently. I, but I I, rarely, I don't play it nearly as much as I would like to because of the controls. Um, so, But other than that, it's, it's a wonderful game. But just need to fix the controls. Um, all right, and uh, the first place uh, was Bayonetta 2. 
Um, we waited on it for a long time, and it was finally here. And it looks fantastic. It's fun. It's exciting. It's uh, action-packed. And, um, yeah, if you're looking for a great action game, um, Bayonetta 2 is, is really fun. Wait, Bayonetta 2 came out a couple years ago. Yeah, that came out what? in, like, October of 2014, I, I thought. I was actually kind of confused when I looked at the list. I was like, really? So no. I don't know what Nintendo's website was telling me then because it had it listed in 2016. So you got to be released let's just, let's just shift all those up then. So number three, Pokemon <laughs> Tournament. Number two, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD. And unfortunately, Star Fox Zero gets moved into first, even though I don't want it to be. Um, I thought, too, I was like, Bayonetta 2, I was like, I feel like older than this, but I was like, who knows? I mean, this year has been crazy. I don't remember what happened at the beginning of the year. And I swear that Nintendo's website told me it was it, it came out in 2016, so I don't know well, it might, why. It might have been because initially it was sold bundled with Bayonetta 1, so maybe they released it separately this year. They I did. They, 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 it was a second uh, printing. Maybe that's what I'm reading. Okay, so the second print. Um, this list is just messed up anyhow so who knows in other words in other words none of those games made it on my top three (laughs) (laughs) actually they did but it doesn't matter because I know it didn't win overall anyhow (laughs) (laughs) all right it seems like anything but Star Fox Zero. Just please, I don't want that number one. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. It should have been. Oh. I can't All right. So, Greg, what are your top three Wii U games? Well, I got two different ones than what Steve's already talked about. Um, there wasn't very don't, many don't for this mine, year. Mine just don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> number three... I went with uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. I actually didn't buy it until like three days ago, so looking forward to playing it. It seemed very interesting. I know didn't get the best critic reviews, but I was still kind of excited to try it out. Hey, number two, went with the Twilight Princess HD. Steve said it was gorgeous. Love everything about the original game, and it was nice to see it in HD and all. Very, very pretty. Then number one was probably is probably the Wii U Swan Song, which is a Paper Mario Color Splash. So had a lot of fun reviewing that one. I still have to finish writing it. I had a lot of fun playing it, I should say. It's very nice uh, to see how much it's changed since like Sticker Star, which was awful. So <clears throat> was happy to kind of see that they corrected some of the issues, but not entirely all of them were. The first couple of Paper Mario games are still much better. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell our enthusiasm on these games. I mean, it's just it's just oozing out of us. It's great. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Barry, what are your top Wii U games for 2016? I, I was going to say, you know, you can really tell the difference between the 3DS and the Wii U. Like, here we are, we've given all these all these choices with the 3DS when we loved about them. And then the, Greg didn't even have any honorable mentions for the Wii U. He's like, three, two, one, go get out of my face. Uh, <laughs> and apparently I picked a game that came out two years ago. So <laughs> yeah, you I told you there was a theme, actually. All these remakes. 
I just thought that it was getting remade again, I guess. I don't know. I just confused I just got confused. Uh, all these old games. You know, <laughs> just move on. There you go. Yeah, I, well, I, well, I, I didn't play a lot of games this year, but I did play more on the 3DS, um, simply because it was portable and allowed me to continue doing uh, what I needed to do on the go. But I did boot up my Wii U a few times. Uh, I do have some honorable mentions, more like one, uh, Pokemon Tournament. Uh, I say some because Star Fox Zero I have listed as an honorable mention because I really wanted to like that game. I really, 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 really did. I have friends that actually have completed it with all medals, but I got to like the fifth stage and my vertigo was kicking in. The controls were pissing me off and I just threw down the controller and said, nope, nope, you broke it. So I'm hoping, I'm praying for a Switch re-release with good controls, no two-screen bullcrap, just Star Fox 64 in HD style and and hopefully. Uh, I also wrote down Star Fox Guard because that was semi-entertaining for 20 minutes. <laughs> and uh, that was about it. So my number three is uh, well, actually uh, Greg's number one, Paper Mario Color Splash. Uh, I did enjoy it. I also enjoyed Sticker Star, so take that with a grain of salt. But uh, I thought the humor was, you know, great. The graphics were phenomenal. I loved the paper effect. Um, I thought it was a nice swan song. Uh, it will be, as of now, the last exclusive Nintendo title for the Wii U until it gets ported to the Switch. <laughs> Number two, I put down uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE. Uh, I'm not beat it. I put, you know, some time into it. I want to put more time into it. Again, just, I don't have it to put in. But it, what I did play was really enjoyable. Uh, I think a lot of people got too uptight about the censorship issue. Um, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, my number one uh, should be no surprise because we're living in the past. Uh, Twilight Princess HD. I mean, uh, it was just a great, you know, remake. Uh, great coat of paint. It looks so much better. And I always enjoyed Twilight Princess, so I was happy to see it, especially because it got a physical. That was the big thing. I was thinking all oh, digital only. Oh my God, and the physical with an amiibo is sold. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number one. Much much weaker than last year for Wii U, far weaker than the year before that for Wii U. Um, so here's to 2017 Switch being better, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so for me, um, didn't play too much with Wii U. Um, so I only have two picks. I don't have a third place. Um, my second place pick is Pokemon Tournament. Um, it was interesting, uh, definitely kind of uh, an interesting concept, uh, and it, it was kind of fun, but um, it kind of lost interest after a little while, but but it was just an interesting concept and kind of uh, a fresh take on the Pokemon series with more traditional fighting game style, that sort of thing. And my top pick, I sort of cheated a little bit on this one because I technically didn't play this one, but I played the original version of it, which is Twilight Princess HD is my top pick. I enjoyed Twilight Princess so much that, like, it would have been my top pick had I had gotten it. I just didn't actually physically play the HD one. I do plan on getting it eventually, uh, especially for the Amiibo and all that <laughs> for Breath of the Wild. It's, it's your but top I don't pick. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my top pick based on the original version of the game. Uh, that just shows you the strength of uh, my Wii U picks this year. Um, so, uh, yeah. Take heed, Nintendo. Take heed. We are a Nintendo group. Uh, top pick for your home console. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I I really did enjoy Twilight Princess. Um, I just 
need to get the HD version now, but uh, I can only assume the HD version will be even better. So it's, that's why it's my, uh, my top pick, I guess. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, that brings us now to our final category, which is our overall pick. So all of us picked our top three games overall. And then what I did is I basically took all of our third place games, gave it one point each. All of our second place games got two points each and all of our first place games got three points. I tallied up the points and then picked an overall Nintendo Fuse game of the year. Uh, so, Steve, uh, you may have to modify your list a little bit. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be modified and you probably have to redo your math. Because, um, yeah, it's going to be messed up. Uh, so <laughs> I apologize for that. So take notes and redo your math while, uh, while the rest of us talk, I guess. Um, all right, so I, I want to, here's what's going to happen. See, I want to see us publish Nintendo Fuse's Game of the Year for 2016 as Bayonetta 2. Hey, <laughs> it should be, really. Um, let's be honest, it's far better than anything else on the list. Um, so, uh, okay, so... <laughs> all right, so even Hudson's going to be uh, surprised on this. All right, my number, my number three... Um, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Um, Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. Uh, That's right. Free game, third place overall. I can safely say I don't have to worry about the point totals because that is the only person, you're the only person that's picked that on your top three overall game list. I don't even need to worry about point totals for that one. You know what? So, I mean, it's a fantastic game. It's... I can't even convince myself. No, it, it it's challenging and it's free. So, and it's on two systems. There you go. Yes. Um. So. So which version? Which version is number three? Both together. I can't pick. Um. Actually, I picked 3ds uh, earlier, but um. So if it matters, 3ds. But I don't think it matters. Um. All right. No. <laughs> Number two is Star Fox Zero, um, <laughs> by default, because it had to move up. Because um, <laughs> Bayonetta can't win again. Um, so <laughs> Star Fox Zero is number two, and Pokemon's number one. I'm done. Can <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just, like, keep voting for the same game every year? Actually, it, uh, um, all I'll say is it didn't affect the final point totals. Um, so take that for what you will. Wait, did it affect it? It did not. Oh, okay. So basically only Star Fox Zero bumped up, so it got an extra point. So wherever it fits in the scale, if it's even on the top three or not, it didn't change. And Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge only has one point. It's not even, it's not on the it's top three. It's now on the list. <laughs> it is now our Nintendo Fuse Game of the Year confirmed. No. Uh, <laughs> As it should be. Right oh, where yeah. Easily accessible to everybody. It's free, you know? I mean... None of them. I All right. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> what is your hey, top for... three overall list? And number three was also uh, Mario and... Mini Mario Beagle. Yes. No. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. 
What would you no, have I done think... if I actually, like, changed up my number one? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, put Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge in number one. <laughs> no. Uh, um, that would not have been fun. Number, number three was Blast Ball. Yeah. Um, He's right. my final list, though. Number three, I picked this Axiom Verge. That was most fun I've had on the Wii U outside of playing Mario Maker all year long. Um, number two, it was very, very difficult again. It was bravely second since it was edged out in 3DS, which obviously leaves number one as Fire Emblem Fates. <coughs> Put over 120 hours into it. How can it not? $80 later. <laughs> cool. All right, Barry. Oh, my chest hurts. <laughs> oh wow. <clears throat> I'm still getting over a cold too myself. Um so my number three was Twilight Princess H D, which may now very much, depending on what Hassan does, has the same amount of points as uh, Mario and Friends Amiibo. Uh, <clears throat> We've been number so two, far what seven games so far and none of them been repeats. Yeah. Just just put <laughs> that out there. <laughs> number two uh, is Zero Time Dilemma, which thankfully has more points in our system than Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. Uh, and my number, one is, my number one is Bravely Second and Layer, the first game to get two nominations. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So, for me, top three. Uh, third place goes to Hyrule Warriors Legends. Uh, fun Zelda game for 3DS, so I enjoyed that. Uh, hey, you know what? Pick. It It is yeah. tied with Mario and Amiibo Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quality levels. I mean, you know, they're, they're so equal. I mean, uh, yeah. So second place um, goes to a game that I technically didn't play, but I played the original version, and I, I it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's just better now, so it's the same thing. Twilight Princess HD. Um, because we cannot make games Twilight of the year that we Princess. haven't played. I made Twilight Princess. I enjoyed it more than a lot of the other games that came out this year. I mean, it's the same game. It's just an HD, so, you know. Um, Made into two HD. <laughs> and then... The number one pick for me, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, I really am enjoying that game so far. So, tallying up the games, um, it leads us to, I'm going to pick our, our top three overall for Nintendo Fuse. So, uh, unfortunately, the Mario Sun Evo Challenge is uh, not on the list. It is tied at the bottom of the list, though. Um <laughs> So, Actually, it is. It's tied. Uh, there's a three-way tie at the bottom of the list. It was Axiom Surge and Hyrule So you've been doing this for a while, Hudson. Is, is, am I correct in saying this is by far the di- most diverse our Game of the Year uh, list has ever been? I think so, yeah. I was looking back at the 2015 one um, because let me – I think I have it pulled up here too real quick. Uh, so 2015 <laughs> – I mean, a lot of Xenoblade Chron- two people at Xenoblade Chronicles X, four people at Super Mario Maker, which ended up winning. Uh, Splatoon was on there four twice, people. which was second place. <laughs> so it was pretty. Uh, so like, there's there's no game that all four of us picked. In fact, there's no game that 
three of us picked. There's <laughs> only two, like, the most is there's two people that agreed on a game, basically. Um, so third place. So this was actually tied for the number of points. So the way that I do the tiebreakers, I look at then the actual, um, not just the overall list, but the top three lists in general, how many times it was mentioned more often and more points and stuff to kind of balance it out and, and compare. So the number three pick was Legends of the Twilight Princess HD. So that was number three. What was number that two? Uh, that was tied with Fire Emblem Fate. Uh, Twilight Princess HD had a lot more mentions and uh, a lot higher up on, on lists. Um, uh, even excluding me, I, I, I even did that just to exclude it. Even my mention excluding it still, you know. Um, but uh, number two, top two, number two game of 2016 is Bravely Second and Lair. So that was uh, Barry's top pick and Greg's uh, number two pick. So hey, that's Greg, the number one pick. I know. I want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Redo the, the whole number one pick. <laughs> so last year's number one pick was for Wii U, Super Mario Maker. This year, it is Super Mario Maker for 3DS. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it is Pokemon Mini Mario. <laughs> Yay. Pokemon Sun and Moon is our Nintendo Fuse Game of the Year 2016. So that is... Did anybody have those picks? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty diverse, like all of our picks. It was uh, pretty spread out. Um, but uh, it, was a, it was a struggle, I think, this year coming up with some of the picks. Um, yeah. So... Let me know in the comments if there's anything uh, that you guys are um, are seeing that like uh, certain games that you uh, really enjoyed this year. Uh, Mike is like, can we use Wii Sports Club Bowling? That always counts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually want to know. Like, please, like if you're listening to this like now or later or something like that, like we don't really ask for comments too much but please throw comments down in the in the comment section and let us know if we're like just totally off and there's a bunch of games that we just overlooked or not i don't think we are wrong um it it was a rough year all around but if we're wrong please tell us because like maybe maybe we're just wrong and maybe we're oblivious to, to all these amazing uh 3ds and wii u games that came out this year but i doubt it <laughs> Right, right. No, I mean, definitely that there's, you know, I'm sure there's, there are other games out there. We just may not have played them, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely let us know um, what games you enjoyed this year. Um, F 2016 comes to a close, and we look forward to Nintendo Switch in the next year. Amen. <laughs> so... With that being said, I think that kind of wraps up uh, the uh, the podcast for tonight. Any final comments on 2016 with gaming and and anything in general? I forgot this this is my game of the year right here. That this is this is what I, I should have just voted for the NES Classic as the game of the year. Like I totally would have won. So I replaced <laughs> my Amiibo challenge with NES Classic if that even works. One vote. It's still. Uh, Still uh, tied at yeah. the bottom of the list. <laughs> uh, Not a Wii U but, or 3DS game. 
it's its own category. It's it's the number one winner in the NES category. <laughs> it works. So the uh, well, uh, good luck to anybody trying to get the NES Classic this holiday season as well, because I know that is quite the challenge as well. So there's your challenge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the one right. The <laughs> there's the challenge. Uh, I hear here, however, that people were trading the NES Classic for. Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge due to the high critical acclaim that Steve has given it now. Hey, you should take that little uh, the, the Target receipt you got. Even if it's expired, it's it's worth some money now. Yeah, now, now clearly, that's probably, probably sell those for like $500. <laughs> Unused, brand new. <laughs> Watch the yeah, you probably launch. actually could sell it on eBay. Probably. Yeah. I'd say watch the Switch launch with uh, Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge for the Switch. As it should. System seller right Actually, there. I don't know why it wouldn't, really. I mean, just port yeah. it over to another system and, you know, use your Amiibo right off the bat. Like, they should. If they don't, I'd be really surprised. <laughs> Maybe Especially after the critical acclaim I gave it. Here you go. There it is. $500 at least. Five hundred easily. Buy it now. Look, the code in the comments. Yeah, we can oh, give it away. We can give it away, right, for the first caller. <laughs> give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. I don't even think these work, actually. Probably not anymore. Oh yeah, code expires nine thirty twenty sixteen, so they are no longer valid. It's retro now. It is. So, Hey, Hudson, I was kind of surprised that your uh, um, Happy Home Designer didn't make the list. Happy Home Designer came out last year. Oh. Oh, that was? Yeah, because I remember it was on my list last year, and everybody was laughing at me for it. Yep. (laughs) Because I didn't have anything else, just like this year. (laughs) I'm noticing a pattern with you, Tom. (laughs) Hey, can I I include... I should have included the update to Animal Crossing. It's like a new game. Hey, well, Animal Crossing Welcome Amiibo, or New Leaf Welcome Amiibo, mm-hmm. comes out this Tuesday, tomorrow, the, the repackaging of it. So, yeah. I haven't played the new update, but I'm sure I would have liked that more than anything else with Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. I love the game, so, I mean, you know, why not? Um, but, uh, anyways. Um, so, w- there there were some games that released this year, we promise, guys. So, uh, definitely go check out the, the few games that we mentioned. Go um, check out and, Pokemon uh, and Amiibo Challenge. <laughs> no, bravely default and bravely second. And no, though you should, if, especially if you like those games. Like I have heard nothing but positive things from people that are fans of those games. Um, I I wish I enjoyed them a lot more, and I wish I had the time to pour into them because I hear both of you like saying how much time, like especially bravely second and like you know Barry, you don't even have enough time to start Fire Emblem Fates yet because it takes so much time. So. Um, yeah, it's they're huge games, but I've heard nothing but positive things about them. They're actually not they're very games. fun, and and that they allow you to customize. You can play it how you want. Like you can put auto battle and like speed up the speed ridiculously high and make like the enemy encounter ridiculously high, so you could grind really quickly. And then if you just want to get through and you you don't even want to deal with, you could turn off enemy encounters, so you could just walk to point A to B, see whatever you need to do. So actually, it doesn't take that long to do. You can really customize it to play at your own pace and switch it up on the fly. So time is actually not that big of an issue. Cool. No more excuses. Homework. 
still got to finish Dino Blade Chronicles X. Yeah, what the hell, man? That's a huge game. It is. <laughs> you know there's going to be a Switch version of it, so. Oh, of course. I wish I could port <laughs> over all my, my <laughs> hours that I put into it. But no, i got to start over again. Probably. There'll probably be a Switch version of every Wii U Nintendo game. There better be right. one for Mario Maker, because I've been playing that all year. I love it so much. Which one? I didn't, Actually, like, I, I know we're, like, done, but um, which which game... And like, let's let's talk about 2017 then. Which game would you like top your list then of games that you would like to show up as a remake on the Switch? Like you only have to pick one. What's your top uh, game that you not that you actually expect them to do, but that you really 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 want them to do? <clears throat> I know not one that's rumored, or uh, it could be one that's rumored. That's fine. Yeah, but just like the one that you really hope they do. I guess I didn't start off with Super Mario Maker. <laughs> I've been playing it all year. Um, I didn't get the 3DS one more because it's, you can't upload online, so it's kind of pointless to me. I don't get too many street passes, and I wouldn't play it a lot. But do it for do it for the Nintendo levels. Those and the challenges. Those are a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. As soon as I finish Brave with Second and Paper Jam and Pokemon Moon. And <laughs> games that require 80 hours or more. <laughs> I think to answer your question, Steve, for me, it would be Smash Brothers as long as there were new characters and new stages. Like all the 3DS stages, new characters, Ice Climber coming back, Inkling, King K. Rule, uh, bring the Melee stages, the original stages, and the Brawl stages that haven't come yet, bring those back. Like make it a free-for-all, update the you know level editor, all that stuff. Like That would be number my number one. I can already tell you Hassan's cool. number one, though. Which I know he's thinking about it. It's clearly Twilight Princess HDD <laughs> because he loves it so much. HDD. Yes, now I have 4K support. Yep, we'll put 4K, uh, 4K support on the Switch confirmed right now by Greg. 4K support on the Switch. Greg has said it. It will be so. It's fact. I mean, I'll probably get Twilight Princess HD for the Amiibo, which I'll use in Breath of the Wild on Switch. So it's kind of the same thing. Close enough. Yeah, that's the number two game here. You you have all the amiibo, but you do not have uh, Twilight Princess. But you, you have the Wolf Link amiibo. How did this happen? No, I don't. I don't have the Wolf Link amiibo. I'm saying like that oh. when I get it, I'll get the game for the amiibo, which I'll use on the Switch. <laughs> so hey, it's kind of like Twilight have... Princess for Switch. Oh, you don't have a full set. You don't have a full <laughs> set. Poser. I only. I was only collecting full set of Smash Brothers. I'd go crazy if I tried to get everything else. I can't. I can't do it. But the. Uh, uh, Smash Brothers would be, you know, the one that, that I would pick. Even if they, I mean, I expect them to add stuff to it, but even if they didn't, even if it was the exact same thing, which the DLC or whatever just included, that's it, I'd buy it because it's my favorite game and it would just be great to have on the Switch. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I agree. Like, no, I think a lot of those other games that are out there, they'd be cool to to, to have Splatoon po- uh, ported over. <laughs> Pooted over? Um, ported over. Splatoon is messing me up. Uh, ported over, but um, I I prefer an actual a new game uh, from it, or you know an updated uh, version or anything. That they're just going to port it over. Man, I uh, it is really between the two ones you guys have mentioned. I, I think I'd actually prefer 
a new Smash Brothers, and I'd prefer just uh, Mario Maker to be ported over um, to be able to use all the stuff because I don't I don't really want a new version of Mario Maker. I just want uh, to be able to to capture all the stuff that's been already created on the Wii U and bring it over. Um, but if they're not going to make a Smash Brothers, you know, for a long time, then yeah, bring the Wii U one over because it's great already. Um, they're not but, this is a template. It doesn't make sense for them to to throw out 60 characters and start from the ground up. They're just going to keep adding. Right. There's no reason. Because Mario, all right, let's redo Mario. They can easily cut, recustomize Mario. He's already there. He's done. They're not going to redo it. Yeah, so. I think it, it, it's kind of like, I mean, I think it's the definitive uh, version of Smash Brothers. I think it's it's fantastic. And I think, you know, nowadays you can just update it and patch it um, to make it even better. And, you know, why, why spend thousands and of hours, you know, killing Sakurai again to, to just make another version that's, you know, just a little bit better that they could just patch the existing one. Now, watch it right. comes out, best way to play Switch is actually through a PlayStation VR. That would be, hey, well, I'm, then I'm set. For once, it's something I can actually play, unlike the other. <laughs> I've played, I played more VR games probably than, than some of the other Nintendo games this year. Yeah, I've actually heard uh, that if you play the NES Classic through uh, through the yeah. uh, the PlayStation VR, that is actually really cool. Yeah, I can imagine that being pretty cool because you could play anything through the VR set, so that would be really interesting. That would be pretty neat. Best All right, well that the use of VR to play the Virtual Boy. Uh, anything with well, an HDMI. Oh. So virtual boys on the HDMI. Okay. <laughs> um, so that kind of wraps up our 2016 Game of the Year podcast. Um, obviously, there's a lot to look forward to next year, and uh, we'll be back uh, next year with uh, talking about the Switch after they they have their big conference and kind of reveal all the goodies, all the details. We'll we'll, we'll be here to kind of discuss all of that with you all. So that should be very exciting. Um, but uh, thank you all again for, for listening and watching uh, this episode of the podcast. Go check out the games that we uh, discussed. And um, have, you know, happy holidays, happy new year and everything, if, uh, if we don't uh, speak to you before then as well. Take care, everyone, and we will talk to you later. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.